You're listening to The Sauropod. I'm Justin Zeppa, and this is Chapter 11. Come gather round beside the fire And turn your brain box on to all the books that we would never read The words that made us young Oh, it's been said that they're the best Gonna teach us all a lesson Oh, we'll deduce The canon's truth Every chapter in that's right. Well stated theme song. Welcome back, ladies and germs. What a theme song. Oh. <laughs> Thanks very much, Trishma. This is Chapter 11, a classy book club for the morally I would, bankrupt. I would like to interrupt you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just point out what a lovely theme song. What a really lovely theme it is. song. Oh, well, fantastic. Um, so just get back to your rhythm of what you were saying. Okay, great. Uh, feel free to burst in any time with any thought that should uh, trespass your, the front of your, your lobes there. Mm. Uh, this is Chapter 11, and I'm here... Oh, that's the, uh, that's the fire... That's the, the, that's the fire dishwasher. <laughs> I'm not the, being on air. The dishwasher <laughs> does uh, does work. We got that out of the way. Uh, I am here, Justin Zeppa, your host of Chapter 11, with the smartest people that I know. Catherine Sherlock, you are the smartest person that I know. Welcome to Chapter 11. Why, thank you. You're very welcome. I think it's a little sad that... <laughs> We're going to find out because the next question I'm going to throw at you mm. will determine one way or the other and we'll see mm, how your acumen can uh, dissect these things. Detefoss Bergman, you are the smartest person that I know. Welcome to chapter 11. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You are happy. Yeah. Because you look angry. You're frowning. Oh, I'm, uh, Your brows are because knitted. Of the, uh, of the surroundings. I'm, I'm threatened, but uh, also exhilarated by the decor. Because you are, in fact, uh, ensconced in a uh, bookcase-lined study, right? Lots I, of. I literally couldn't understand how many books there are uh, in in tomes of, of leather-bound volumes here. Yeah, lots of leather. Many animals have died yeah. to bind mm-hmm. the books that surround yeah. you. We I also- believe we are actually going to dissect a book that is currently bound in seal leather. Yeah, very rare. Very rare indeed. Mm-hmm. Trishman Nike! Sup, guys. You! <laughs> are the smartest person that I know. That's unfortunate, well, I must say. So says you. <laughs> so says you. Welcome to chapter 11, though. This is a very interesting show to be on. I'm I know, very excited about it. I noticed that you've got your slippers on. I do. And you've sort of made yourself at home. You've I do. You've tucked yourself into the corner of your leather wingback chair. I have a special cigar going. You've got your stogie. Mm-hmm. And you also have a copy of today's book that we are going to be discussing. It's called... Under the Glacier by Hulder Laxness. How's the pronunciation there, buddy? Absolutely atrocious. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. Well, you, can, you can do better. Hulder Laxness. Hulder Laxness. Yeah, pretty good. What's the, uh, what's the hang-up here? Haldor Laxness. too much ha in your ha. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's too much of it. Oh, okay. 
reduce the Haldor laxness. <laughs> That's very American. That's Haldor American. laxness. <laughs> Haldor laxness. <laughs> Under the glacier with Haldor laxness. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Um, now in your Sean Connery voice. Holden Loxness says, under the glacier is the way to be. Uh, that was too Scottish. How do you say... He's Scottish, you, though. Yeah, but it, that's not... Oh, okay. Holden Loxness <laughs> is, indeed he himself is, under the glacier, eternal. Yeah, so, there's the difference between actor Scottish and actual Scottish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyday Sean Connery and actor Sean Connery. Exactly. Uh, so this is the show. It's been a while since we've done this. Actually, this show was so popular that we skipped season two and went right into season three from season one. But this is a show where we choose one of the great works of uh, humankind's literary canon that we have not read. We basically fess up to the fact that we have not read this. Catherine Sherlock, this is the question I was going to ask you. Have you read Under the Glacier by Haldor Lachner? Uh, no. Okay. This is your national author. He's, he's um, the pride of your country. He was a uh, Nobel laureate, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed. Okay. Sometime in the 50s or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's exhausting all of the I'm, information I I'm have about. I'm really not going to be bothered with some guy from the 50s. I'm not going to read his book, am I? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently not. No. So you have not read Under the Glacier. No. <laughs> Shurishman Ike, you... No. <laughs> <laughs> well stated. Well, great, you guys. So this is where we're going to blow. I'll tell you what. The people listening right now. Have you read it? They haven't read this. Fuck no. I've not read this book. But Uh, so what I understand is like they read this in school. Like the children read this book in school. I'm assuming so. I'm assuming I was supposed to read it at some point. This is sort of where the wild things are for young Icelanders. That that kind of thing. Or uh, the hungry caterpillar. I'm not quite sure. Like like I'm I'm assuming it's about poor people having a horrible time. (laughs) Sheep, I think, will figure prominently. Uh, Yes. I do, know, I do know the premise that uh, it happens in Sneifel's nest. There's a glacier involved, and I'm assuming hor- like death. Are there witches involved? Uh, I'm gonna guess no. Okay. So, Detefos, you were basically an expert. I mean, you have just proven more knowledge about this book that we have not read than any person has ever proven mm. about any previous book that we have not read and are about to well, I'm sample. Just, I'm, I'm just going by what, what Scandinavian literature is all about. There's there's terribleness. Uh, people have it really, really shit and then probably somebody dies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or is maimed in some fashion mm-hmm. and instead of it resolving into some sort of niceness, maybe somebody else dies. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's unending pretty, shit. Yeah, pretty dour. Pretty Scandinavian. Mm. Just wanted to uh, update you guys. The uh, washing machine has stopped its cycle, and that would be the beeping that you heard in the background there. So the it dishwasher, is, you mean? That's what I mean. Yeah. Did I say what? You said washing, washing machine? machine. I think the washing machine is also okay. Okay, <laughs> but that's down the hall. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what do we know? This is the okay. So, so you I would guys like are- to interrupt you again here. Uh, the dishwasher is a washing machine. Oh God! Can we get on with the book? <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I'll allow it, and I'll endorse it too. Thank you. Over- overruled. Yep. Yeah. Kidding. We want to talk about right? this washing machine. <laughs> So what we do on this program, gang, because you are new to this thing, and um, 
Uh, actually, Detavos, if you could close your smoking jacket because uh, it's, it's, it's not revealing just a little. I mean, it's sitting right across from you. Is and, it too much? Well, you've got your leg kicked up in an awkward fashion. So if you could just kind of <laughs> just sort of cinch it, cinch mm. it, that'd be great. Oof, hang Thank, on. Hang on. It's your luck. Did you throw another uh, log on the fire there? Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, feel that heat. Oof. Oof. Wonderful. Wow. So what we do on this show is we we talk about what we know about these great books because obviously we've heard of them, right? We, no. we we live here in Iceland, and this is the national. This is they have one author, and his name is Hallerlachsnest, <laughs> and he wrote this book amongst others. I know he has also written Independent People. Mm. He has Which written. I think is about poor people having a horrible time with their death. Yeah, with death and, and sheep, right? Yeah, and sheep and always uh, sheep. Ice? Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, 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 so yeah, similar yeah. themes. I, I'm assuming, like I. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I mean, so how do you say "under the glacier" in Icelandic? Interjakli. And that's the name of the book in Icelandic. Yeah, it is. I've never heard of this person or the book. So here's what I learned at university. Right, I went to the university here for one year, and I mm. took a culture class mm-hmm. from the. I'm going to call her the national librarian. Ulfilda uh, Dagsdotter. Oh, yeah. Um, and she is a class act. If she is out there listening right now, uh, what's up, lady? Mm-hmm. Um, you have taught me everything I know about this place in which I live. And she. I think maybe we should uh, point her to the previous episodes where uh, I examined uh, Justin's. Uh, Studies of the Icelandic language. Okay, I really wanted where you were going now. Ha, <laughs> kaseir. Uh, previous episodes, check them out. Yes, um, they're prob- also good, quite good, quite good. <laughs> Just in general, check check them out. Really, really go check them out. It's actually for free uh, unless you want to pay. Indeed. In which case, we would encourage that, and you can send your money to info at thesauropod.com. So Halder Laksnes, he was a guy who wanted to be a writer and also an eccentric. He would always walk about town, downtown over here, and he would apparently wear fancy man hats. I'm talking mm-hmm. fedoras, wide brims, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would also maybe have a walking stick. I'm assuming so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is he um, still with us? He, no, he recently passed away, right? Some 10 well, years ago? Well, I mean, for... for for people of our age, very recently, like 10, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He was born, according to the back of this book, uh, the 23rd of April, 1902. Okay. So okay. He, was, he really hung in there, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like a good... Uh, I'm guessing 90s. he died sometime in the 90s. Was it the 90s? Yeah, I would guess so. Okay. We'll never know. That's the great thing about this show is because we refuse to look these things up. Yeah. So we're just kind of going by feel on this show. Well, I was hoping we could get more information because his uh, his grandson lives in Westerbart, pretty oh. close to the studio. Uh, no shit. So we was hoping we, we were hoping he would just literally walk past and we could just flag him in. I think that might be him though. <laughs> Dore! Dore! <laughs> Uh, he's he, looking he, over here, but he's not. Uh, he, he's he's pretending he does. He's not looking know dour, anything. and he's got a sheep for some reason. Maybe he's going to the glacier. Exactly. All right. So, Halder Laksnes also spent uh, a bit of time out in Hollywood, California, if I'm not mistaken. Did he now? He went out there to become a screenwriter. 
Okay. I think I think the story goes. Again, this is all. This is all from your culture class. Yeah, it's a little loose in my memory though. But it, okay. I, he went out there for at least a year, and got uh, pretty deeply embedded in the socialist crowd out there, <laughs> and just ended up chilling with socialists and yeah. didn't do a whole lot. Uh, brought a lot of luggage though, apparently, mm-hmm. and then ended up coming back. Moves out to Mosfasbayer. Uh, yeah, a bit past Mosfasbayer. In uh, a house. What's his house called? Uh, Locksness Manor, right? Yeah, it's called something cool. It's it's got a good name. Gets himself a what? What's he got? A, a Rolls Royce or something like that? Probably a fine car. He's yeah. got himself a fine car. Is totally bankrupt. Has no money to pay for any of this <laughs> shit. But this is the lifestyle that he wants to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I gotta say, I can admire that. Exactly. Um, that's why I bought a Bentley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that should help with your uh, Nobel laureateism. <laughs> exactly. Which he did end up doing. He did win the laureate um, trophy, prize, whatever this may be. I'm not, not entirely sure. I believe sure. it's a box of dynamite you get. Is that what, Okay. <laughs> um, what's his name? Alfred? Albert Nobel? Alfred? Alfred. Alfred. Alfred Albert. I mean, yeah. pretty much the same thing, yeah, right? In Sweden, it's actually the same name. Hi, chapter 11. Mm-hmm. I've never read a book. Trivia. So, But doesn't lax mean uh, salmon? Indeed. Mm. And nes means peninsula. Is that a place? <laughs> Laxness? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I, it's a name he uh, took up for himself, I'm assuming. Salmon Peninsula. Oh, no. I actually might look up what an actual name was. If you could. But also, if you could also... Um, I know I've just given a pretty thorough biography of this gentleman, and we know pretty much all there is to know about him uh, as far as history is concerned. But if you could also fill us in with anything you have, local native, Detta Foss Bergman, breaking rule number one of the program yeah, by looking up information about he's, uh, Yeah, well, this is just... Uh, <laughs> This is just for for completeness sake. So uh, his name was Haldor Kiljan Laxness. And Kiljan means uh, uh, paperback. The paperback, actually. <laughs> but he was born Haldor Guðjónsson. Okay. And died in 1998. Got the Nobel Prize in 1955. Son of, son of God's John? Yep. All right. Nope. Nope. He probably sported a... Uh, Sort of Hitler-esque mustache at some point, I'm assuming. Actually, as an old man here, he, on the back of the book, he is uh, he's wearing a flat cap like a newspaper boy and sporting, yes, a, indeed, a Hitler mustache <laughs> and wearing uh, what appears to be a, a Burberry scarf. Mm-hmm. That's so what we the, uh, call a uh, sixpencer, <laughs> is, the, is the hat. A sixpencer, okay. Yeah, what does well, that mean? Sixpencer. Six okay. Six pence. It looks like a sixpence. Or it costs sixpence. Yeah, I'm assuming that's the that's the reason. But that's the name of this kind of hat in Icelandic. Okay. We would call it in the States a newsy cap. A newsy cap. Yeah. Of course you would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Newsies. In theaters several years ago. <laughs> so, Under the Glacier. Have you guys ever heard of this book? Catherine Sherlock, do you know anything about any of this dude's books? No. Perfect. <laughs> Enough said. Uh, what would you, knowing, looking at the cover, can you describe the cover for our uh, vision-impaired people at home listening to this program? Okay, so I believe that is a glacier. Um, and there are several people. I think they're holding a coffin. And there's a guy in the front with a shovel. So I think there is definitely death. There is definitely ice. I think they're going off somewhere to... Bury someone. Okay. It seems to be... Any yes. comment on the font? 
Uh, well, it's a uh, it's a serif, not particularly beautiful. <laughs> no, I was uh, yeah, I was gonna go for that. Like it's an unpleasing font. Yes, yes. You don't like this? No, this is not pleasing to me at all. This this mm. font. Are you, are you more of a fan of a sans serif, perhaps? Uh, I'm not quite sure. What Very I, modern. Mm. Yeah. If so, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, this is sort of if anybody's ever seen the motion picture The Bear. This is what that font is. <laughs> is anybody familiar with the movie The Bear? No. no. It is the story of a, a motion picture extravaganza about a bear. And it just follows a bear like Milo and Otis style around uh, in his life out in the uh, bear wilderness. Do you guys know Milo and Otis, by the no. way? No. <laughs> I, I know there's a Who chocolate are these milk people called Milo. You speak of? Milo notice hey, are that Milo drink is really good. That yeah. chocolate milk is really yeah. good. Is that the one with the cat on it? No. So oh, it's like it's this cat? green. It, well, I know it because of I, from Malaysia. It was like this chocolatey, yummy goodness. Mm. Oh, that does sound good. And then the other Milo I know is your code name is Milo, which is a Welsh band from the two thousands. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think this is a uh, biopic of that group. This is about a dog and a cat who are friends and their adventures together. So it is basically an animal protagonist is what we're looking at mm. in these scenarios. And uh, narrated by Mr. Dudley Moore, uh, Milo Notice. Right. Saw it in the theater uh-huh. with a friend. Okay. <laughs> so what's happening in chapter 11? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, under the glacier. Shrishma, I mean, are you, you gonna- seem to... <laughs> You seem really into this. What do you think this book's about? What do you know about this dude? What do you know about his lit? What do you know about Iceland? I mean, if I know anything about Iceland, they're probably going on a hike somewhere. Because <laughs> that's what people do here for fun. Is that the Let case? me climb a mountain today. <laughs> Just because I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> no, for the challenge. For the, oh, yeah. Or let me ride a bike, bicycle up it. Um... But clearly, um, I didn't look at it so closely as Catherine did. I thought they were all just off on a I hike. totally missed the coffin. Yeah, I did. That was a good catch. That was a great catch. Could be a cooler for all, all we know. That is true. It could be full of beer. I'm, I'm just assuming dead body. Or locks. <laughs> okay. She's I mean, taking it in. She's yeah, soaking I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm really the... soaking. I mean, clearly they're up to something. <laughs> There it could be the five, seven dwarf. One, They've two, gathered. Three, they're moving in a five. pack. Yeah, but there's a sixth one in there. And <laughs> maybe the seventh one has, like, scouted ahead. Mm, yes. So maybe they're off to find Snow White or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe Snow White's in there. Who knows? Oh, oh, yeah. oh. oh you're going for the magical realism. Yeah. Like Icelandic <laughs> literature. Like, there are there are gnomes in every rock, right? right. Isn't that what you guys do here? Elves. We actually put ro- roads instead of moving rocks. To put in roads to mm-hmm. have them straight, we move the fucking road. Yes, uh, because we don't want to disturb the elves. They might no, anger. Don't they like curse you and stuff if you piss yeah, them of off? Of course they do. They steal your socks and and, pants. There, and there are people they, who actually speak with them. Of course, and and have love affairs with them. Mm. Oh, saucy. Mm. So if you see somebody Mossy. like literally humping a rock in the nature. That's what they do. Okay. Good to know. Um, Now, just as a reminder, this is your national author, right? This is, he represents everything about you guys. You all. (laughs) You all. Also known as us people. (laughs) You people. Exactly. Uh, He is, uh, he represents the best of you, right? Allegedly. Sure. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, great. So you're pretty well versed on all this, but we're still going to read chapter 11 anyway. Uh, what I'm going to do here is just, I'm just going to read it to you guys, but please feel free to break in with your commentary as you see fit. Mm-hmm. Okay, is he known to be like, okay, why don't you read it? We'll have this commentary. <laughs> okay. Are you going to wait with this comment so yeah. you can interrupt? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> presenting to you the 11th chapter, because we can't really be behind to read the rest of it. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but I, who's got the time, right? Sure, you don't have the time. No. You don't have the time. No. You don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Very busy people. Mm-hmm. Chapter 11. And you definitely don't have the time. No way, dude. I'm unemployed. I got all kinds of stuff going on. Halderlaxness's Under the Glacier. Chapter 11. The story of Ursale. Now, does that ring any bells to you? Ursale. Is that a name? Is yeah. that a thing? <laughs> no, I don't think so. All righty. The bishop's emissary now put question number two to the vestry clerk as follows. Okay, so right off the bat. <laughs> Can we start again? <laughs> what did you miss there? Ursulary. Yeah, the story of Ursula. 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 L-E-I? L-E-I? Yeah. Ursole. Ursole. Ursale. No. Ursale. It probably has a meaning, but... uh, Maybe if we say it like nine more times, it'll reveal itself to us. Ursale. Okay. Maybe we should uh, point out that this was originally actually written in a form of Icelandic. Oh, sure. So so his main thing, actually, apart from writing literature that for some reason became rather prestigious in the world, mm-hmm. is, is writing in a, in a horrible fashion with, with poor spelling and, and awful grammar. Mm. And, and it's unreadable because of it. So I'm hoping that the English translation will be, um, be spell checked. So you. how did he win the Nobel laureate then? Because his stories are so good and no one cared about I'm the grammar? I'm assuming there was some fellatio involved. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always the case. <laughs> Gets the job done, right? I mean, clearly. Dynamite quite, quite is pretty phallic. <laughs> is that what we're calling it these Anything days? Anything for some dynamite. The job. The dynamite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet he was. Mm. <laughs> All right. The bishop's emissary now put question number two, implying there's a first question. question so right. right off the bat, this could be a murder mystery, you guys. It could be yeah. some kind of mystery. Maybe not the murder. I just threw that in there because I want it to be a murder mystery. But there are questions to Stop be asked. Stop projecting, Justin. All right, all right, all right. Put question number two to the vestry clerk as follows. Question- What's a vestry? <laughs> I think uh, it's, to me it sounds something churchy. It okay. is. Is it churchy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like an assistant. Okay. Catherine Sherlock, you are the smartest person I know, so gotcha. I'm going to take that as a fact. Okay. Question number two. Is there any truth in the story that Pastor Jon Primus ah. got married in his younger days, but that his wife ran away from him, and that the pastor has since then taken no steps to obtain a lawful divorce from her? So this is a legal battle. Sounds like it, yeah. This is like a Kramer versus Kramer type of But situation. in religion, under the glacier. Um, uh, yeah, so under the glacier, this doesn't mean anything to you as an Icelander? No, I know what it means. Uh, oh. Do you want me to actually tell you? Why don't um, we read chapter no. 11? <laughs> just read it and then just see if we can... Yeah. Tumi Jonsson's reply, according to the emissary's shorthand, uh, in parentheses here, needless verbiage omitted, appreciated. 
Thanks very much for the, the editing, Khaldar. <laughs> the story goes that a woman came to Iceland, some say from England. Mm. Catherine Sherlock. Prophetic. Others from Ireland. Shrishmanike. Hello, hello. McNike. Or even Spain. Detavos. Jose. Jose. Hello, hello. Who was called Ursula the English. Or Ursa. Known as Ursule under Glacier. This happened in the days of the merchant Thorlever, the rich of Stapi. The son of Aurtni. This is starting to sound like uh, one of the sagas, because when you... It's just names. Yeah, when you start reading a saga, you give up, because in the first five chapters, it's only going like, so this is Justin, uh, the son of Olaf, Mm -hmm. the son of Methuselah, the son... (laughs) They're all begatting each other. And and I'm not not even kidding. This takes forever. This is many chapters of just you trying to figure out who's the son of who and who's the son of who. This sentence isn't done yet. Thorleva the Rich of Stapi, the son of Autne, farmer and sheriff of Reykjavik, the son of Ingebjörg. Say it for me. Ingebjörg? Yeah. The daughter of Narvi of Narveri. Some say, does that make any sense to you? Narveri? Narveri. Nah, it might be a place. Okay. Some say that on one of his business trips to Scotland. Oh. So far mm, international. The said, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's really a, a James Bond book. Do we know it, when this is set? We do not. <sighs> um, just scanning the back of the book doesn't help us. Okay. <laughs> Some say that on one of his business trips to Scotland, the said Thorlever had dis- had seduced this highborn maiden of noble English and Spanish lineage. She does sound like a fox. That's a great combo. Ursula. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and brought her to Iceland with him to Glacier, which is at a place. Glacier? Yeah. Which would, in, in Icelandic, would be... Jökull. Jökull. Yeah. yeah. And is that a place? Yeah, I mean the whole fucking thing is. A, so is it about like we're podcasting from a like glacier right now? Six feet under, like no, no, dead. it just means that it happens on Snæfellsnes. Oh, Gesundheit. I was. It's uh, <laughs> that's where they have the glacier from the H.G. Wells thing. Mm. Oh, from the uh, journey to the center of the earth. Yeah, uh, okay. that's just it, it happens around there. I would not dare to vouch for the truth of this story. Definitely but, not. Okay, you agree? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I do not dispute the accepted view that Ursale was certainly an Irish-Spanish noblewoman of carefully selected stock on both sides. Okay, here we go. Irish or English-Spanish? Sorry, that's... I, they're not that's interchangeable. In, yeah, that's inconsistent. Is that something that we should be expecting? You are just the designated expert on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. It, I mean, from, for laxness... To uh, you! And I'm it's all ask, the same, man. I'm going to ask you this... But I already know the answer. <laughs> For you, local Icelander, are the Irish and the English basically the same? Like, is there a difference? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> to tell self, right? No, I mean, I mean, I it's, mean. it's like... Um, <laughs> They're all white to me. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all blend in. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yep. <laughs> it's just like a whole ginger lives matter. <laughs> wow. Only a nice. <laughs> but you know what? I must say, like, gingers or redheads are supposed to be, like, quite the genetic 
rarity like mm. the genes that come together to create a redhead are quite um, unique they don't and seem to be very Neanderthal rare you, origin. yeah are you applying it's a it's a mistake no no not a oh, mistake oh, I think okay, the, okay, the okay. fact that it's so unique to me is like I want to get with a ginger <laughs> <laughs> What? Let's dig Just into this. Take that. Well, there's a thing. There's I mean, a thing what? With, there's like a cruel thing with ginger is that uh, they they are endowed quite quite severely, uh, but they never get to use it because they're fucking gingers. <laughs> All right. So we've got. Uh, she was certainly an Irish Spanish mm. noblewoman of carefully selected stock, and that's how you want to be referred to, right, I ladies? Mean, good, like, good tea. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oof. You want to have your stock selected, well, like oh, absolutely, yes. Sturdy yes. calves. Like somebody absolutely. goes and says, like, so uh, I want that one. I want Jose, and I want uh, Margarete, <laughs> and uh, they're gonna make me a child. Yes, Margarete. She's good. She's good grass fed. Grass fed. Yes. Yeah. Um, on both sides for many generations in the matter of flesh uh, just to be specific and that she was therefore a thoroughbred mm. we are talking, are we about, talking about a lady human, or a right? horse yeah we're talking about Ursula man mm. a, I'm sure it's not, so, not the so name of a horse but I'm guessing I'm guessing basically uh, my, mm, I don't know basically it's the same measurement for a woman as, as for a, a horse, a horse. Yes. Okay, Haldor, just, just I don't know how I feel the, about your... Just because of the culture of, you know, the horse culture. Mm. So we're talking about hands? Like we measure ladies by hands? Well. You know, how many hands high they... Yes. Okay. Ten and, round. And, and like the Icelandic ladies actually have an extra gait. Uh, oh. for, <laughs> for, for smoothness? No, for smooth riding, for, for smooth riding and cuffed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, what do you mean? Tot. What uh, do you mean? I was uh <laughs> I was just uh, going uh, going along with the with the images of, uh, of uh, measuring uh-huh. people like horses and <laughs> yep. Icelandic horses have um uh, extra gates. Extra gates. They do, yeah. For walking in tuft. Ladies, fear not, because dudes are getting theirs next. Okay. Okay. On the male side, Mm. all but a select few were said to have been castrated. Mm. And the story goes on to say that female children of this clan... nothing quite as sexy as a a good castration. Yeah, please explain. I mean, it's just... uh, It's an erotic... Just uh, lopping. Yeah, it's erotic. Sure. Take it... (laughs) Everything was a little pain and pleasure. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the parts are left behind. <laughs> uh, and the story goes on to say that female children of this clan were suckled by wet nurses hot, mm. uh, until they reached marriageable age. What? <laughs> <laughs> Factor fiction, local Icelander, Deathfoss Bergman. Oh, I, I mean, I'm I'm not married yet, and uh, my mother uh, comes quite frequently to uh, to visit with me. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's <laughs> okay, Betty. So then the, the narrator here, the narrator here qualifies all this and says, "I'm only passing on what I've been told." Oh, okay, okay. nice, <laughs> Good nice, save, smooth. Buddy. <laughs> But reliable scholars have asserted on their conscience that the fleshly conditions in Ursula's family were such that those ladies can best be likened to the women the newspapers nowadays call bombs, named after powder-filled canisters designed to cause an explosion. Mm. 
Is that a joke or what is that? I think they are just off their rockers. I think that might be actually a joke. He won a Nobel for Laureate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe not maybe not for this one. Maybe because maybe in Icelandic it's different and because it's translated we lose some of the Should There's we, a fair bit of humor in his. Should in his we writing. um out of respect for the culture just give him a courtesy laugh right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's bombs. Enough. Bombs. Uh, another tradition that Tumi Jonsson says he has as much faith in as the first one. Ursula early got an urge considered by scholars to be quite rare amongst the aristocracy in that she had a burning desire to become a ship's stewardess. Mm. Uh, I think we've all been at that age mm-hmm. where we're all kind of filled with this fervor, this passion. We find ourselves wanting to carry a tray on uh, a vessel of one kind or another, be it on the sea or in the air, mm-hmm. uh, on a bus, maybe. That, that has uncontrolled motion where, you, where you're always uh, nearly spilling things on people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, we, even most of us Hot grow out drinks. of that. Apparently, that's just standard issue here. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> this was granted her. On one of her journeys, she landed in Iceland at Glacier. Some might find this a little strange. Not to make a long story of it, please. Don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> no sooner had Ursula stepped ashore at Stappe than the Glacier men set... Two, with all their celebrated broad-mindedness, yeah. I'm pretty sure more things were broad than their minds. (laughs) Uh, good one? (laughs) (laughs) And saving your presence gave the girl a baby. Okay, so it was a good one. You were Okay, okay, okay. What, literally hit the yaw? (laughs) Was that, so I, I guess that was also a joke? Kind of? Broad mindedness is a, rather than. Bonus. Yeah. None can escape from destiny. For that reason, Ursula the English settled here in these parts, according to so this she was version of the story. The annals say she later married. Does <laughs> that two ends? Two ends. <laughs> annals. Oh, okay. Yeah. That annals one. of Green Gables. <laughs> Say she later married the merchant Thorleva, the rich of Stape. Mm. I mean, if you're going to marry a Thorleva, do get the rich one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I mean, definitely. Moneyed. This is the right one. Her name, unfortunately, has never been found in the parish registers. But there was a needy anchoress of that name living in a hovel near Buter in the 17th century. Uh, can you verify? Yes. If the one and the same? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like your willingness to go on record to oh, yeah, yeah. anything I we mean, need. <laughs> I'm the authority on yep. this, and I say yes. The world's unsure, and the earth is dung, as it says in the verse. Which verse would that be? Does that ring any bells? What kind of dung? The world's unsure, and the earth is dung. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to incorporate that into my day-to-day <laughs> the life. The earth though. is round, then? The earth is it's, dung. The world's unsure, and the earth is dung. Ah, look at so, when Dr. True. Girlfriend asks me to uh, empty the washing machine over there and be like, you That's know what, what honey? With 
the earth you know is what they round. say the world's unsure and the earth is dung <laughs> and she'll she'll ponder that and say yeah so just do it i can see the confused face yeah right yeah <laughs> And though I counsel people to believe the annals only in moderation, there is no doubt that a strange woman has propagated her breed in these parts. A strange woman has propagated her breed in... Propagated? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I read that twice. Her descendants are alive to this day. A host of place names in the district are associated with her. And always the loveliest places. So she really made a name for herself. Yeah. Uh, if you live here long enough, do you get a place or street named after you? Is that a rule? Uh, yes. Will we see a Zepakata somewhere? Yeah. On, um, Actually, pretty recently, there was uh, there was a, a street name was changed to uh, from Skulakata to Katrinartun. Oh. What did she do? Uh, she was a human female. <laughs> okay. So that's that's what that's the bar. Oh, yeah, I mean the point of this was that the street was was kind of split in half, uh, and Skulagata still exists. And somebody thought like, oh, we can't have Skulagata on this side, and we need more lady streets. Oh, it was an honorary type of thing. Yeah. But when everybody's like giving directions, they still talk about Skulagata instead of. Nah, probably not anymore. But oh, okay. Uh, it's a I'm, pretty natural uh, split. Okay. If you say so, if you insist. I'm glad you're here for this. Mm. I'm learning an awful lot. Again, <laughs> smartest people I know. Mrs. Fina Jonsson sings. Do you want me to sing this? Yes. Yeah. Ursula Brow and Ursula Locke. Ursula Toe and Ursula Sock. Ursula Gully and Ursula Dock. Everything under the suns in hawk. I thought Excellent. I was going to say Ursula Fox. Okay. Yeah, Thank that, you. that would have been the logical. Thank you. Like would you like to sing that? Fox. No. <laughs> that would, I would like for her to Ursula sing. Ursula Fox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go again. I'll end with that. <laughs> now, I got to tell you guys. I'm reading this book, right? I'm right. holding it. I'm seeing these words. I don't know why we're singing right now. <laughs> Is this the, the first time you've read these words? Or did you cheat? I didn't cheat. No. No, I did not. Um, so, again, I'm going to ask you, was that a joke? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. MB. What poetry is that, madam? Oh, so they're going to explain it. Perfect. Mrs. Fina Jonsson. This is sort of a written, by the way, uh, this is me, the narrator, not the actual book speaking to you. But this is sort of written in a name of the person, colon, whatever they're saying. So it's kind of a, a play like a more than anything else. Okay. We should maybe cast this and uh, perform it sometime. Mm. We could do it immediately. We could. Um, There's only one book. True. Mm. So we won't. Ah. Idea over. <laughs> Way to turn me down. So, what poetry is that? Says MB. And Mrs. Fina Jonsson says, It's uh, it's a nursery rhyme from Glacier. All to do with Ursula the English. This is her realm, although no one in Hopnafjord knows of her. MB says, I can't do that voice forever. We're not going to do it again. You have to do it. Uh, MB <laughs> says, Nor it's in the bishop's office either. And I'm afraid there's not much chance that this intelligence will be of much use to us there in the immediate future. Boy, you're telling me. Uh, I glance through my notes and summarize. So again, this is first person. I have no idea what's happening. So I have no idea. We know there's a lady. She is from elsewhere. 
maybe Ireland, maybe England, but maybe Spain. But are they Spain. telling a story about her, or they're like? I think I think they're trying to gather what they know about her, this lady, uh, for what's some kind of inquiry that we are not aware of. It yeah, must it be feels her story. Like it is in in some sort of. Uh, Municipal inquiry, or mm. maybe a, a, so she did? a church-related inquiry. I would thought so, seeing as it was like the 1700s, and that's we use the word mm, vestry. That's uh, not the time I think we're in currently in the book. To be oh, fair, yeah. the, the place names have been uh, named after her. Mm. I mean, this is her story according to the title of the chapter, so I guess they are delivering on what has been promised. Ah, I guess, and and then these characters are sorting through the ins and outs okay. of this story. Okay. Uh, MB says, nor in the bishop's office either. And I'm afraid there's not much chance that this intelligence will be of much use to us there in the immediate future. I glanced through my notes and summarize. Inquired about the church and parish life. Answer about the feeding of snow buntings and the shoeing of horses. Mm. I'm sure that was a riveting answer. Yes. I'm not quite sure what snow, snow buntings. Snow buntings. Well, there will be small birds. Finch-like. Okay. Mm. I thought it was like game. I think that might be in Icelandic, uh, the wonderful bird of snjótittlingur, oh. which means... Tittlinga. L- what you yeah. call it? Oh. She knows the tittlingur. Oh. Yes, I do. <laughs> Sounds more like snow bunting to me. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Inquired about suspicious journeys, possibly funerals up on the glacier. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Cover of the book. Bing. Maybe a funeral Hello. on the glacier. Is that a point? Or making th- does the book get a point for this? Dude, we're just no, making I connections here. Yeah. Uh, Sherlock <laughs> wins. Uh, answer about a corpse that rose up naked and baked bread for its pallbearers. Whoa. I'd That's rather read that kind. book. It baked bread? Yeah. I have no idea what's going you on. You know what they well, say about naked. about cooking naked. Yeah, that doesn't seem advisable. Mm, well, they're already dead. I mean, what, what have they got to lose? I, it's not bacon. Maybe. I have to admit that, like, baking naked isn't quite as terrifying as making bacon naked. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the Co- spatter. Cooking bacon naked, yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's just switch oh, the show to <laughs> dishes we've cooked while naked. Um, oh, uh, that would be uh, quite a number of things. Okay. <laughs> Fully naked? Again, could you yeah, cinch yeah, yeah. uh, your um, smoking this. jacket real quick? Just, uh, all right. You don't want a hot no, no. sausage? No, thank you. Thank you, no. Thank you, no. Just hot ears. <laughs> Regarding the parish pastor's marital status, mm. this is the dirt we need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get news of a Spanish noblewoman who was suckled, who was suckled all her life until the glacier men gave her a baby. So, ooh, I want That's what I want to meet a glacier man <laughs> who's gonna suckle. No, <laughs> no, she was suckled before the glacial men. Oh. Okay, the plural men. Yeah, yeah, men. yeah, men, men. So there yeah. are men who live in the glacier. Oh, uh, apparently, yeah, under under the glacier, under. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so suckling is a big part of culture here, is what it you're seems telling to be the case, yeah. yeah, I'm. I agree. I I approve of it. <laughs> I mean, like it's like how the it's like the you give life because you're yeah. feeding your child. I mean, well, another how do you woman get your, is feeding your yeah. child the wetness. Well, I mean, you're still giving life. How do you get? But you could just feed them actual food. Ugh. But maybe there was another food That's around. That's pretty gross, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I get. <laughs> Instructive replies, but rather skirting around the questions I was trying to raise. Could be a little difficult for the people 
in the Ministry of Ecclesiastical Affairs to make head or tail of information of this kind. Now, the Ministry of Ecclesiastical Affairs, or MEA, as I like to call them, yeah, of course. this is sort of a, an agency that's very popular in this country, uh, always knocking on doors and checking on things. Uh, um, don't really know what it means. Filing papers and... Uh, okay. Is it like some sort of religious um, institution? I, I one mean, can only assume. Mm-hmm. What ecclesiastical. Do you have to tell us about yes, it? definitely. Then, <laughs> do we know what that word means? Ecclesiastical. Yeah, yeah. It is shit to do with the church. Yeah, smartest figured. person I know. <laughs> Tumi Onsen. Church shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tumi Onsen says, on the whole, there are various things under glacier that people would find it difficult to understand if understanding of the women folk is lacking. So you have to understand women if you want to understand glaciers. <laughs> no chance, right? Nah. No, it's interesting. You guys are pretty simple. I mean, the way you just stated it there. Like chocolate and, and, and leave you alone every once in a while. Uh, yeah, it would work. It's hard for me to separate the idea of a glacier from the place, the concept of a place just called glacier. Yeah, it's a little bit strange. Yeah. MB says, if these women have no human characteristics, there's a risk they will not throw much light on things in my report. What? Why would they not have human characteristics? <laughs> Probably because they They're wasn't, weren't suckled quite long They're still talking about horses. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about women anymore. <laughs> Are we talking about horses? Yeah, always. Okay. I mean, in Iceland, in Iceland the, the, the word in, for woman and horse right? are interchangeable. Yeah, the word for for those two things. What is the word? Hester. Nah. <laughs> nah. Um But yeah, we have uh, we have the same word for for riding and and, and fucking. It's it's literally rida rida. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. It's literally the same word. Spelled the same and all. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there's connections there. So it's a double entendre. Yep. Is this whole thing a double entendre? Detta Foss Bergman. Yes. All right. Mrs. Fina Jonsson says, It's said of Ursula the English and these women, and no doubt applies to Thorgunna, Thorgunna, as well, that they never wash. Well, mm-hmm. they do. All right. We need to start doing that well the thing about the people under the glacier is uh the the magical power of the glacier is uh keeps you clean keeps you clean and also the suckling sure (laughs) (laughs) you know nothing of glacier i don't (laughs) (laughs) want to be i don't want to be offensive to you know it's your culture Mm. if you're walking around doing you know whatever whatever it is you're doing do it keep continue uh, MB begins to get bored with all this. Haven't they got smelly armpits then? I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> Mrs. Fina Jonsson says, always clean. The cleanest women under Glacier. Never seen to eat, but always plump. No one's seen them sleep, but ready for anything, even at three in the morning. They're really selling these ladies these ladies slash horses. Yeah. Mm. Uh, never known to read a book. Oh, all right. Join the club. Definitely horses. Chapter 11. (laughs) (laughs) Under the glacier. Glacier horsewomen. But never stumped by anyone, however learned. Oddest of all, though, they never age. Oh, well, that's handy. They disappear one fine day like birds, but never decline. Always as dowdy as Thorguna. Even come back from the grave as ghosts. 
Tumi Onsen says, They've been known to make rather poor wives, not easy to cope with, despite that good flesh. Wow. Ooh. That good flesh. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Oh, boote. <laughs> exactly. Smartest person I know, Catherine Shirley. <laughs> It could be that their husbands did not always have the qualities that suited such women. Huh, more than liked. Well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Fina Jonsen. Everyone in the know is agreed that they have exceedingly beautiful navels. <laughs> some people are, uh, you know, some men, some men are leg men. Some men are ass men. Some men are navel men, you know? Yeah, I mean... Uh, as from, in they go to sea? What would we... Oh, I see. As, yeah. No, the, you yeah. must have seen the <laughs> cinematic uh, excellence of the room. And uh, I believe no. uh, Tommy Wiseau was inspired by by this particular line when he... He performed uh, his sex scenes in, in the room. Is, it, is there a navel-centric... Uh, uh, reading car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very navel-centric reading car. Really? Yeah. What is that? What is it? What a is reading car? Yeah. No, fucking. Riding. Riding. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, what... Not that I really want to know, but what is he doing to her navel in that movie? Sex. <laughs> what okay. what what he thinks sex looks like? Okay. Oh. Oh, you should see this. Dude. I've seen okay. it. I just. I mean, it's all a blur of. Mm. of uh, it's a genius, genius thing. It's something. It's good to see that that uh, he's in, influenced by by Lachsness here. Oh, he's a very cultured man. Clearly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, celebrated auteur. I actually got a chance to ask him a question once, and I, I asked him what his favorite book was, and he diverted the question. To talk about navels. Just something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Postscript. Postscript. Great. So maybe we're close to the end here. It's oh, a dangerous God. mission of laps, mm. said Ingemunder, the old Finns in Vatsdaila Saga when he sent them on a magic journey to explore Iceland. One poor little part-time tutor from the south has no motorway to guide him when he finds himself in the footsteps of the phenomenal Otto Lidenbrock, who years ago went looking for the Icelander Aune Saknusam. Friends of yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually looking for him for, a, for quite a long time, but uh, he's yet to surface. So, uh, if you are one of the listeners, uh, please call info at the dot pod. Punter Soros. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Professor Lidenbrock followed the trail of this philosopher and alchemist down the crater on Snifus Glacier all the way to the center of the earth. Oh, hey! Oh, referencing, reference. referencing a better book, arguably? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. I've never read it. <laughs> uh, there he found Saknusim's rusty old knife lying on the bare ground. Is that in the center of the earth, then? Uh, yes, apparently. That's how I'm going to read that sentence. All right, fair yeah. enough. I seem to recall that Professor Lidenbrock came out again through Stromboli. Perhaps the poor... Isn't that a pasta dish? That's what I thought, too. <laughs> or a character from Pinocchio. Mm. Not a different volcano in a different country. Maybe, yeah. Perhaps the poor part-time tutor who writes this has yet to go through the center of the earth before Christianity at Glacier is fully explored. But where will I come up? 
end of chapter, and I understand even less than when I started. <laughs> Can I see this book? Yeah, please. You're not allowed to read any more than the 11th chapter, though, right? That's the rules. Well, can it, it, we read it now? Well, we can. So usually at this point, we try to A, deduce what the rest of this book is about, mm-hmm. and then B, make a call on whether or not we would dip back into this and, and uh, read the rest of it. I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, assert that this has got to do with, with religion in some fashion, and probably not in a positive way. Well, didn't the church pretty much run things... Uh, bureaucratically oh definitely a very long time so the church is going to be into anything yep yep and everything that's true i'm going to go back to what i started with before we actually gain this information and i'm going to say murder mystery again lots of questions Mm -hmm. and then number two we have a weapon ladies and gentlemen a rusty knife found so what here's what i think i think ursula i think she may be uh, gets whacked by a jealous Emby mm-hmm. who found her suckling or, or you know, uh, allowing Yon, whatever his name yeah, is, what's, to what's, suckle. What's it was the, a suckling crime of passion. What's the, when you do suckling to someone, what's. what's be, be suckled? Um, the suckling? She, she besuckled you? She. she <laughs> oh, that's, oh, all right. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> Nourish. Oh. Now this is this is a rarity on Chapter Eleven, the podcast. But Trishma is really She's sucked into, into the story. Yeah, I was here. like, well, I have in. no idea what that two pages was about. Like, I don't know what I don't know I what they're talking about. Side. I didn't I know if was, it was yeah. like uh, uh, they were telling an old story or they're talking yeah, about no, the person they, now. Yeah, I, I think they are talking. It, it's an old legend. They're kind of hashing out what they know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. The, relevance that has to the overall story but i think this is kind of like a little bit of a side shoot kind of thing yeah i have a new theory here i have a brand new theory okay this is like uh there's two timelines and they intertwine and and one timeline is investigating the other timeline and then the other older timeline sort of foretells what happens in the in the newer timeline. Christopher Nolan's under the glaciers. Yeah, you? exactly. <laughs> okay. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I will Inception say style. Now in the past we with the with the novels that we have sampled in the past, we have discovered that usually the 11th chapter is a pivot point. It's where all of the action happens. And I will say that at the end of this 11th chapter here, we did, in fact, go under the glacier, didn't we? Because Indeed. we found that knife. Yep. Now, that being said, Trishman, can you see the book again? But under the glacier is like, it's not like under a glacier. It's the name of a place. But it's under the glacier. No, it, it refers to like, you have the glacier and then there's the surrounding uh Area. area is called under the glacier. Just at the foot. Of yeah, glacier. at the foot. But it's all at Snafo's Yeah, well, some of it anyway. Uh, here's quite sure. a little further information for you and, and the folks at home, but uh, that was the 11th chapter, and there are in total 45 chapters. So there's a chance that we might be missing something. I think doubt so? that. I really It's almost it. as if they want us to read more than just the one chapter. Oh, to how can they context. expect that? They can't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. And in this day and age, they a, wouldn't. I mean, that's unacceptable. Can I Instagram this book? Shrishma Naik, yes can. or no? You can. But oh. don't think anyone will give a shit. Okay. <laughs> but I do want to just, you know, yeah, read, yeah, yeah. read the back. 
Oh, okay. You want to do extra reading? <laughs> a youthful We could tell you exactly. So I think it's basically about a guy. Listen a young the- man's report to the bishop on the extraordinary events taking place at the foot of Snaefell's glacier and the remarkable characters he encounters. Indeed, they were all quite remarkable. remarkable. <laughs> In that some of them made remarks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, about some Irish, English, Spanish woman. Yeah. She sounds sound hot. She sounded pretty hot. And there were some, some, some strange yeah, some women who were women <laughs> suckly. I did enjoy her. Never aging. Some difficult women. We the did flesh. We did gloss over those okay. women. Maybe for the best. Hey man. All right. Never so, overlook. Look, I don't know about you guys, but I feel way more cultured than when I started this show. And uh, I, really? I definitely feel like I have a grasp of uh, well, Haldor Loxness and his canon. And uh, I mean, Haldor Nobel, Salmon Peninsula. No, Nobel quality writing right there. What is Ness again? Peninsula. It's like a point. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Ness is a, this an English word as well. Uh, 1972. So that, oh, the year. Under the title Christianity at the Glacier. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that is a good uh, 13 years after his Nobel Prize. Oh, for the record. This so it went kind of downhill down, from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, peaks. Kristnehaltendriokli is the Icelandic name. You're oh. looking things up. That's against the rules. I don't want to know this stuff. Oh. Don't fill my brain box with extra Actual stuff. Actual fact. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, thank you. No, 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 no. That's not what we do here. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe this this is an important fact and a and a poor translation actually. It was trans- the original- interestingly you say that because it was translated <laughs> by Magnus Magnuson. Ah, very good. That sounds official Icelandic. <laughs> yeah. But the original title was Christianity, Christianity. under the glacier, oh, and boy. that would have given us a little uh, bit more insight into, okay, into what was going to happen. Oof. Was it? Is it a joke? <laughs> no, I think at least. From what <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because he's giving a report to the bishop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what uh, what the intern read about uh, on the back side of the book there. I refuse to read it. I won't. Catherine Sherlock, let's wrap this shit up. What, uh, how do you feel about what we've just heard? And would you continue reading Christianity Under the Glacier with Suckling Lady Horses by Halder Laxness? Uh, mm, I'm a little bit torn. Because I'm curious, but also at the same time, I'm not sure I could be bothered. Yeah. Agreed. Detefoss Bergman, this speaks to you, your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> suckling was uh, was both erotic and nourishing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, uh, the lady horse uh, metaphor was really quite well thought out and, mm-hmm. and, and really uh, played into Will my Will you be using that going forward? Yes. 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 I'm gonna let us know how it goes. I'm, I might actually go into um, to studies of of the, the extra gate of the of the Icelandic female. Oh, mm. I would like sure. <laughs> I will take uh, a flock of females into <laughs> into tufty areas and and look at how they fare. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> Investigate the fifth top. And of course, then I'll have uh, some non-Icelandic females <laughs> and see how. Well, they this fit. is it. Yeah, you, you, need, you need you need it exactly. Yeah. You yeah, need yeah, a good yeah. sampling. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> oh, but this is a wonderful start of a of a of a good research. I think. 
could do a whole PhD on this shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You could get paid for this. Maybe this is Nobel worthy. I mean, look at the, the discussion it's inspiring, the yeah. thoughts, the ideas. Trishman Ike, I know you got something cooking. How do you feel about this? It's too white for me. <laughs> <laughs> JK, guys, JK. I wouldn't read it. I'm it's sorry. too white for me, and I'm a ghost, man. <laughs> I wouldn't read it. Um, this is not... Uh, I gotta but tell also, you guys. Like, but also, like, these days, like, for me to, like, get into a book and read it, it mm-hmm. has to be, like... Sex. <laughs> it's gotta be sex. I'm glad you said it, because I thought it, but I didn't, I didn't know if, you know... We all thought it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. I think that's a yes. Cool. Uh, this isn't... Uh, I don't think this is going to make my reading list. I got to tell don't you. don't think so? No, because at least with you know Dracula, the, the 11th chapter of Dracula, pretty boring. Mm-hmm. But at least then you know that there are vampires coming at some point. But, and it's also kind of sexy, too. And but, this is, like, in this one, you know that there's going to be ice monsters coming from the center of the earth, and it's kind of sexy, too. Wait, do we talk about, we didn't talk monsters, we talked about sexy weird ladies. I guess that's cool, too. Yeah. 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 Mean, and there were glacier men. Glacier men, uh, lady horses, and into the glacier. Very fertile mm, Maybe I'll read the graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Put some pictures in there's here. Actually I'm just going to flip through. No pictures. There's actually a film. Interesting. Uh, moves it from Oh, in. Under the Glacier. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's a film. We should watch it. No, oh, Jesus. Uh, and describe it. Uh, that might be the next uh, uh, Blu-ray crossover. Oh. <laughs> So we'd watch the film, but have a Bollywood soundtrack to yeah, it? Yeah, or something. Oh. I'd do it in an in Indian accent or something like uh, that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if we could do that without being severely racist. <laughs> That's okay. Spe- speaking like. of, uh, just for the sake of our uh, immigration status and all that, I mean, this is probably the best book I've ever read. Right, and if right. anybody uh, who cares right. about this is listening, uh, I love Halder Ness. I mean, yeah. I mean, I love Salmon. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's enough. <laughs> and I and I I like Nesses. I like <coughs> yep. points of land. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No problem there. Mm. What does Haldor mean? Well, that's a good question. Um, Teriyaki. It's something. Salmon. Something. Something. Mm. Yeah, I yep. think that's pretty that's accurate. Excellent. Okay, yes. mm-hmm. that's old Norse. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess that brings uh, this episode of Chapter Eleven to a conclusion. Um, if anybody wants this book, by the way, just give us a call at one nine hundred. Did you buy this? Info at the com. No, this was just happened to be in the living room. Okay. Uh, it is the rare occasion in which we actually have a hard copy of the book that we read on Chapter Eleven, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 a good size though. I mean, you could probably balance a table with this book. Yeah, yeah. I would say, mm. depending on the table. Yeah. I, I would say it's probably uh, printed in the nineties. It's got like, it's got that ninety six. Ninety six, mm. exactly. Mm. It's got a pretty. It reeks of ninety six. It's got a pretty hideous <laughs> paperback uh, version there. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean the font, that's a font really, on the back yeah. is even worse yeah. than the front. Yeah, I was going to go on about the sans font. serif. Yeah, exactly. I uh, yeah. get your serifs together. Pick one or the other. Pick a lane. That's what I say. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. quite hideous. Yeah. How is the Fawn's Nobel laureate? Mm. How is the He's reading font in the middle of the book? What's what's chapter eleven's font? Is it uh, chapter eleven's font? Ooh, it's uh, it is serif. Does the book have the same font for every chapter? This may be a good question. It, does well that's good it's not a house of leaves scenario where things kind of go off 
mm, off script. Uh, no. But yeah, so that's what we've got, folks. Boy, thanks for joining us, I guess. Sorry? Do, do we give Maybe we like should a, apologize. No, I mean, every once in a while you run into a bad book, but you know, makes you appreciate the good ones. Bad. I mean, I, you know, I'm just not going to go back to check to see if it's good or bad, I guess. <laughs> it's a flat line. Wow. I was wondering, maybe we no, could get uh, get uh, E.L. James to do some uh, Luxness Erotica. This uh, is the Fifty Shades guy. Oh, it's right. a lady. Yeah. Oh, it's a lady. <laughs> so you're thinking of, of Horse Lady Bondage. Yeah. Mm. And um, and a contract of some description. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, mm. sure. Mm. I've been diving into the sort of not the reading of these stories, which but the watching of the movies. No, also not that. <laughs> but somebody talking about watching the movies <laughs> <laughs> and and how the movies actually improved upon the source material. Oh, Did you oh, know God, that really? this this started off as as uh, fan fiction, fan fiction, yeah. like erotic fan fiction. It was so for uh, for the vampire stuff yeah did hear that those books were horrible <laughs> yeah to be fair I, try, I tried the first one and just in the end i was bored it just yeah. i flipped trash. past the sex scenes yeah. to find the story i was i was trying to once like get into a sexy mood and i figured like oh great i'll just put on this film it, the, it must turn me on in some fashion mm. and i was just baffled yeah <laughs> and bored and we eventually I I put on some actual pornography yeah that's probably that's best. what you want to do you know save yourself a lot of heartache I wanted some story with my porn that <laughs> night there's yeah. some good storylines <laughs> Trish was going to email you some links forward you some links it's all good thank you for joining us if you us. want the links that we're going to use uh, just, just email shrishma at info dot the nike shrishibu shrishibu <laughs> she knows guys we are uh, that much smarter now that we've done we this and uh, more complete people mm. and uh, I will thank you shrishma nike I'm going to go around the other way yeah peace yeah thanks Good job. Haldor Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. He can't hear you. It's okay. It's he, his spirit does. Mm-hmm. He knows he wrote a shitty book with this mm-hmm. one. <laughs> we'll have that conversation later. Dettafoss <laughs> Bergman. You should be proud, my friend. Your national... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud that our national guy made it onto, onto chapter 11. It's uh, He did at least 11 of them. 45, according to the back. Yeah, yeah, These yeah. middle ones could be blank, though, for all yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm intrigued. I, I'm truly intrigued. Intrigued enough to read the rest? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> more, what if more it was an audio book? Would you listen to it? Uh, maybe if it was read by uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh, mm. sorry. Okay. Catherine Sherlock. Hmm. Smartest person in the room. I mean, you know, present company. It's okay. I ex- can accept that. You know. Absolutely. You're all brilliant. No. And uh, thank you for joining us. Mm, thank you for, for including me. Your input on the fine horse ladies of Iceland. Yeah. And on the uh, very controversial English versus Irish issue. That was inconsistent. <laughs> it, it was. And uh, and Scotland was somehow referenced once, but never never dealt with. Mm, yeah. Maybe it's, as, it's as the world is wont to do with Scotland. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're referenced it once and then just, meh. Yeah. Uh, this has been... Chapter 11, and we have been us reading chapter 11. The end? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> the hey, can we end with the song? Ursla Boo, Ursla, Ursla Fox. What's the oh, song? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Great idea. Boo.
Ursula Fox! Ursula Brown, Ursula Lock, Ursula Toe and Ursula Sock, Ursula Gully and Ursula Duck, everything under the sun's in hock. And Ursula Fox. Yeah. <laughs>